Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel and really the most fascinating people in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb I am. Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And and you know it, my friend. Darn few things in business today amplify your people's power, like having the proper, easily used technology tools at their fingertips. Um, more production, more profit, guaranteed. You know it. However, however, no one running a business, and I mean from a seller startup to a global 100 CEO, can be expected to keep up with all, all the latest tech tools and the, the systems that set them into high productivity. So, what's a business leader to do? Well, your best bet is to sit right here and listen to Mr. Derek Hahn. He's an infotech guru uh, with the sharpest knowledge of cutting-edge systems. He has set up CRM compliance systems for dozens of country from companies. I'm sorry, from uh, those selling odd erotics to those selling uh, computer chips, and he's done it all. And he has he delivers his ideas with good old-fashioned, no jargon, straight talk explanations that are uh, refreshingly. Uh, Refreshing, but all too rare, should we say, in the tech-drenched business corners. So, whether you want to know what's available for specific sectors of your company, or you want to learn the systems that you need to set up to blend the powers of human and technological resources, just pull up your chair and join us for this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Derek! It's good to have you back once more and uh, make plain the ways of compounding technologies and how they transform into simple profit. Thanks. I'm excited to be here again and uh, looking forward to the conversation. All right. Well, kicking off, Derek, actually, I, I fear that uh, when they converse, most business leaders attack their IT strategies with Let's, a list of labels that they've read about rather than thinking about the, the services they require. I mean, I, I need email. I need face chat. I need th- this social media. So be- before uh, I, as as a business uh, leader, come to you and your Velocity team to install the magic uh, electronics, what information should I have? I, as a business owner at my fingertips and, and what should my attitude be? <laughs> so I'm, we're big believers in that it should be processed first, technology second. Too many companies get sucked right. into, I hear everybody's doing Office 365, so we need to move to Office 365. Well, why? And that's our usual question to our clients is why are you doing this? What's the reasoning behind it? What's the business reason? What's the value you hope to derive from it? Are you going to save costs? Are you going to drive new revenue? Those should be the drivers, not just it seems cool. And we start our process with every client around an IT strategic roadmap that aligns with the business plan. Most companies have a business plan, a strategic business plan, where they're going over the next two, three, four, five years. But (laughs) we run into so many companies that also have an IT plan, and it is not even closely (laughs) aligned with the business plan. That's the start. Okay. Well, that that does actually. Uh, it, it makes such sense, simple, elegant sense. Uh, perhaps that that's why none of us seem to be obeying it. Um, well, well no, I will me, add this. 
just real quick yeah. that frustration abounds in an organization mm-hmm. when those two things aren't aligned because you'll have, right. a, say, a marketing department that has a plan that says they have to do this online marketing, but the technology team isn't even aware of it because they're not engaged mm-hmm. in those conversations. And so the technology team is developing things that don't fit in with what the marketing team is trying to do. So now the marketing team goes off on their own and does something, and you've got what we used to in the old world call shadow IT, and now it's shadow cloud IT. They start doing stuff in the uh-huh. cloud because the IT department isn't delivering for what they need because they aren't in the line. So uh-huh. limiting cloud, those frustrations by having a plan. For that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's take one of the big ones that, that, that haunts us all right off then. Uh, email. Specifically, email yeah. integration. Um, my, my goal may be to have a workable client relationship management setup. Uh, so what are some of the ways that I, I can turn this tsunami of back-and-forth emails with the calls and the communiques to, into some sort of sensible client tracking system? How would I go about that? So, again, I would go back to process. But once you get past the process mm-hmm. and you say, these are how we want to communicate with our clients and this is how we want to communicate internally, then you need to set up tools that structure that for you. So, example, we use a, a tool for our customer relationship management internally, and it integrates with our phone system, with our email system, and everything. So when I talk to a client, whether it's through email or phone, that is all tracked within the system. So it's, it's an integration. So it's, um, they call it UCAS now, Unified Communications. And that Unified Communications allows, if I send an email from my Outlook and I hit a button to track it, it'll automatically get put into that customer relationship management system. So if I go to the customer relationship management system, that email is being tracked. I can know whether the client has opened it, whether, um, whether I responded in time, when did I respond, what did I say last time I responded, and it centralizes all that. Even phone calls it will centralize. And that's separate from your internal communications. And this is one thing that's right. really transitioning in our environment now because there's things like uh, something called Slack, for those that don't know what it is. It's kind of like a text tool, but it's web-based, and you can do a lot of things where you can open what they call a channel, which is another uh, section where you can invite certain people. So we use it when we're doing um, a service problem. If somebody has an outage, all the people that are involved in that outage get put into this channel, and all the communication is kept in that one location. And that is really nice because it's not thousands of emails going back and forth with people getting dropped off the email chain and things like that. And then also right. you can this take that is, channel I, and I, archive it. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what I was going to say is I think there's a tendency for most of us, myself included, to uh, to I like to break the email chain after about three. And some people get very <laughs> upset with this. Uh, and um, I, I guess what I'm leading to, uh, what's uh, with all of this communication that that you just set up here, what is uh, what we call the what I call the overtech? In other words, in, in the old days, you'd say too many carbon copies. Uh, you know, what is? I, I think this this uh, this back and forth, uh, this availability of of finding things is great, but uh, what uh, don't doesn't. Can I be cluttered up with too much information on this CRM? And, and if I really just want to find one thing, and every time I type an email, I get I get this swamp descending upon me. Is is that how it? Yeah. Is that, uh, don't I have to worry about that. So, I th- yeah, I think I think the interesting thing is how this unified communication is developing to actually give you different channels. So, like we've set up a process uh, internally. And that's where it becomes. Uh-huh. It's a process, and you have to decide what your tools are going to be. 
but for email communicate email communication is for now what you used to do by letter formal letter is email is formal communication is to and from clients um, internally on a, something that has to be done documented whereas we use this tool slack for regular everyday communication which everybody used to use email for which cluttered up your inbox and you had all these you know 27 right. replies to the same email now is all in one location it's um, I would say that in slack or in our internal tool you can do one-liners you can have a one-line right hey what about this to somebody versus if yeah. you're doing email it's more informational and so it starts to declutter mm -hmm. the mailbox and that's a nice tool it's really around process and developing and saying this is how we're going to do it and this is what we're going to use if you have just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams bumptuously across the mysterious ether of cyberspace where you may listen and download uh, all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And as an added avenue, you may also enjoy our shows on C-Suite Radio Station. We're proud members of C-Suite Radio, and that's it's a marvelous place where most of, the most accomplished business masters offer you the path to business mastery. So just visit our Art of the CEO episodes on csuiteradio.com. Now, Derek, you were talking about back and forth among departments, um, and I think that uh, one of the biggest problems, particularly in larger firms, uh, is is that the departments become worlds in, unto themselves and they silo information. Mm -hmm. uh, you sort of you talked about Slack, but how how could I, for instance? Let's say that um, I have sales, and I want to connect with the service department uh, and, of course, the accounting department for a particular uh, for a particular client or a particular item of that's uh, just been sold, a major product. Uh, uh, how how might I how could I open up a system like that if I if I if I have nothing to connect thus far? So the reality is. Today, systems are all integratable. I don't know if that's even a word, but <laughs> they integrate with different <laughs> tools. And um, I, I always start our conversation with our client is, what is your core tool? So some co companies, it may be the accounting system. It may be an enterprise resource planning tool, ERP, or it may be a production tool. So what is your core tool? So for us, I'll use an example. We're a company that uses tickets to manage everything. So if somebody calls in, the ticket is open, right. and we manage people's time and contract people's time and tools. So that's our core business application. So anything we buy to do customer relationship management, accounting, um, sales quoting, any of those tools need to integrate with that core system. So we, have, we use something called HubSpot for our CRM. That's integrated with um, our ticketing tool called Autotask. When, we, when somebody comes in as a new client, I track them in our CRM and HubSpot. Continually, our dialogue, our discussion, this is the emails back and forth. And once they sign a quote, I then push a button, and all their information is fed into Autotask. Now, when I hand that off to the operations team and say, this is a new client, we need to get them onboarded, blah, 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 they look in their tool because they only operate in that core tool because day-to-day -day operations runs out of Autotask. Okay. So and it's so, sort of a um, COO, an electronic COO, sort of the yeah, for, for daily operations yeah. company. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we, we integrated an accounting package with it on the other end so that we could start billing. So when my when my team onboards that client, they have a, a button they push that says this client's now onboarded, we need to start billing them on a regular basis. That button feeds that information to our accounting package called Zero, and it automatically generates invoices and all those kind of things. So everything is integrated with each other, but you need to know what your core package is. If you don't have a core package that you're in, you'll buy things that don't match. This is where that shadow cloud IT piece that I was mentioning earlier becomes a problem because the marketing team will go out and, and get a tool that they really need, but they've never had the conversation, does it integrate with our core package? And if it doesn't, now you've, so, got, all, you've got two things that don't talk to each other. Actually, I, I think it's uh, time here that uh, to note that there is a quill pen moment that Derek has been hinting at, and that is that uh, he's spoken a timeless truth of business, and that is the more you verbally communicate with each other, particularly about uh, your electronics, the more you will be able to get what you really need, uh, not just for yourself, but for the whole company to move forward. And so I'd like you to dip your pens in the inkwell and jot that down, and I thank you, Derek, for bringing it up. Now, one of the things is, is so I, I have my core tool, but if uh, I'm, I'm the only one, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's the only major core tool we have. I don't know about others. There might be something better. How? What is the the best way for me to do a little comparison shopping about what I, looking at what I've got versus what might enhance me? Uh, and how do I how would I do that? And because uh, it's going to be a big wrench to change that core tool. Correct. And and what I would typically say is usually the core tool vendor, so for us it's called Autotask, our core tool right. has relationships with a number of people within our industry who integrate with their tool. So you can start there okay. and say, hey, I need an accounting package that integrates with our core tool, core tool and they will give you a right. list of who is already integrated. Then you can reach out independently but just be, know that you're going to be sold, right? They're, they want to sell you their system. Right. So one of the sure. things we try to sure. do as is, is a provider is to be agnostic. And we'll say to a company, here are three options that you can integrate with the tool, and here are the benefits of each one. We're not there to sell you on one or the other because we, we don't have a, a stake in that from a provider standpoint. We just want you to be able to run your business efficiently, and here are the pluses and minuses. This is what we know about your business. And we think this tool won't work because you do something a little bit different than other people do. Or this tool will work because it can handle that difference that others don't handle. And you won't have to spend a bunch of money on integrating or programming. One of the things we try to encourage, especially our small business clients, is if you get 80% of what a tool – if, if a, you buy a tool and it can do 80% of what you do, you should be happy and don't change it. Because as soon as you change it, <laughs> it increases the cost exponentially. Because people have people come in and program changes, and it's a one-time deal. But down the road, you continually have to change that programming, and the cost just keeps yeah. growing. So you want to stay with yeah. whatever the package does to the best of your ability. Right, right. And uh, so there is a sort of a blending of of human pathways and electronic pathways, and and each each can adjust slightly to the other. Um, and I will always go well, back to process is important. Right. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. That if if 
uh, and I would add, then allow me to add to that, understanding the process. I, that if I'm going Agreed. to have my Agreed. IT person select, uh, ask him for three items, I better absolutely overwhelm him with everything that I need done, right? That I should talk, mm-hmm. I should make him almost an expert in the area of business that I that, that we need doing. Would that be correct? Yeah, and I actually, we, I'm doing this for a company in Nashville right now where we've said you need to document this process before you ever look at a tool because they're, they're talking about using a tool that may or may not do what their process is because they don't know their process. So we're doing an exercise. <laughs> it's just going to be a week-long, week-long deal where one of our guys is going to go in and just watch people work and write down how they're right. doing their work. And once you get that down on paper, you start to see, oh, we could do it this way. We could change the process and be more efficient. But without it written down, you just kind of continue to do the same thing you've always done. What that I think is one of the the, the best tips and plans that that I have heard <laughs> with uh, integrating tech the entire time to sit down and just watch what the other people do. And because that's that's better than having them tell you, because they'll lie. Inadvertently, but they aren't going to tell. They, they, when they tell, if I were to tell you how I work, I would, I would, it wouldn't be half as accurate as you sitting and watching me, and that makes all the difference. Correct. <laughs> oh, but things uh, are in my oh, brain, right? <laughs> yeah, right. They, they do. Hide. Yeah. Derek, if I want to grease my path uh, to growth with the best and most sensible electronic tech tools uh, and some of the most uh, comprehensive things for my business, how can I get a hold of you and your Velocity team? You can reach out to me directly at D, as in David, Han, H-A-H-N, at V, as in Victor, dash, M, as in Mary, S-P, dot com. Or you can okay. even call me at 609-865-1081. Excellent. Okay. Um, now, Derek is going to continue to uh, uh, fill us with a little more common sense uh, info, uh, with some info tech solutions for marketing and social media and more right after we take this brief sorbet from today's Feast of Wisdom. And, uh, and I offer you a few, shall we say, utensils for today's feast. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my words that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you recall your most brilliant ideas and consider what actions and atmosphere led to the sparking of this marvelous brainstorm? Or will you continue to just passively hope that inspiration will float your way? The choice, my friend, is truly, truly yours. As a second utensil, I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book, which I am fumbling for as we speak. Where did it go? Oh, here it is. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, this is number 91. <clears throat> our, C- our CEO sees no relation between the money we spend and the money we have. Our CFO sees nothing else. Uh, what our C-suite needs is a marriage counselor. <laughs> so what do you think, Derek? Do you think that uh, many of the chief information tech officers uh, often see no difference between cash spent and they they uh, don't see see much about what of the actions that goes on the CEO? 
and uh, they might need a marriage counselor too? Well, I would I would say it's the marriage counselor depending on where they sit. So in the world today, the CEO, hmm. the CIO doesn't typically report to the CEO. They typically report to the CFO or what's been transitioning now is to the COO. And it's an interesting right. uh, dynamic because with the CFO, the IT spend tends to be the fo- focus of conversation. We're spending too much money. We need to figure out how to cut costs. We need to figure out how to do things cheaper. When it goes to right. the COO, the conversation depend- starts talking about how do we make people more efficient? Could we spend more money and have less overhead? So the conversation, mm-hmm. depending on where you're sitting as a CIO, may need a different counselor. You may need a financial counselor with the CFO, and you may need a organizational counselor with the COO. <laughs> Depends whether you're go- just going steady or actually going to uh, take the plunge and get married, I guess. But, That's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, this is my own afterthought. You know, I, I, I often feel that thrift is one of the many old-fashioned virtues that uh, tends to get steamrolled under the crushing call for innovation. And somewhere in there mm-hmm. lies a nice balance between concern uh but not total obsession uh with with the money because if you're too cheap you'll never move forward and if you spend well, a bit over a, that quip we yeah could i give you one example of that most technology people cios ctos chief technical officers come out of the tech world and they're, they're great mm-hmm. at technology, and they're great at communicating technology to technology people, but they really yeah, struggle yeah. with, tech, with um, communicating up and communicating in a business uh-huh. frame. So it's how, I, I've uh-huh. learned this from my COO. He's very good at communicating the dollars and cents of what – if you take this path, here's the money you will save, even though it means spending more money right now. Over a long run, right. you will save this much money. And, and having those cons- – those conversations versus this is really cool tech and we should be, you know, leading edge. Well, that doesn't do anything for my <laughs> business. What, what does the business get from it? So it's really about dollars and cents, but it doesn't have to be about dollars and cents being cheap. It has to be, what is it going to provide for the business? I think you, what you're talking about is, and you said it very wisely, is that you, every time you speak, you speak in business, you speak to elicit action and the first, if you want to elicit action, the first thing you have to do is consider your audience. If I'm talking to a CFO or if I'm talking to a CEO, uh, my goal is not to convince him how neat the technology is. It's to convince him mm-hmm. with, a, with what's important to him. Very, very well put. I'm glad you said that. Yes. Anyway, if, if you smirked a bit over all this, all this silliness with these quips and stuff, uh, we've, we've got them literally by the books fall here at, at bartsbooks.com. So just pick up your copy of 102 or 101 Best Business Quips book, and you can begin leavening your workday with oh, a little laughter, much to the delight of your fellow chain gangers at work. And as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the individual who said... Those who believe they are exclusively in the right are generally those who achieve something. Interesting. 
Though, well, those words were spoken by none other than the prophetic author of Brave New World, Aldous Huxley. Congratulations to all you winners, and stick with us, because later on in the show, Blurting Your Way, comes another enriching quotation, and if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul-stirring gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And Infotech guru Derek Hahn will discuss the time, uh, well, really the kind of online presentation your particular company needs to put out for itself. Right after, uh, I make this introduction to you of the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing. And this week, the folks at Prometheus would like to proudly announce their Prometheus Social Enterprise Awards. The Prometheus Awards are well, we, it recognizes those exceptional individuals who, by their inventive enterprises, are enriching our society and transforming our world. And on Thursday afternoon, September 19th, at the Rothman Institute of Entrepreneurism and Innovation on the Fairleigh Dickinson University, Madison, New Jersey campus, you will have a chance to he, uh, hear, greet, and meet these amazing people, you'll meet a celebrity fitness trainer who is rescuing and training victims of human trafficking. You'll meet a, a major international market player who is wrenching investment works globally towards social responsibility. And you'll meet other individuals, uh, honorees, who are displaying an exceptional compassion, vision, and enterprise to improve ourselves and planet. So to, view, to meet the honorees and learn, uh, come celebrate them. Just uh, you could just simply visit bartsbooks.com and click on Prometheus Awards, and you can also find out who all the honorees are. Carpe diem, my friend, you are indeed worth it. And now, with our utensils in hand, let us turn back to the Sage Council of Mr. Derek Hahn, discussing the best technology tools to boost your growth. Derek, the one uh, the one white elephant lurking fatly in the back of the room is social media. It's probably, I, I call it the most costly free business tool currently in use. We, we spend countless, and I do mean uncounted, hours on it. And most businesses wouldn't dare not be in it, uh, but they're, they don't do a whole lot of analyzing of its effectiveness. So uh, from your ex point of expertise, let's take the big three, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. What, what kind of items, uh, Derek, do, do, you, uh, do you feel find the most uh, the best effective uh, point and, and best profitable response in each so you probably hate the answer because I'm going to repeat myself what's your strategy That's what's all your right. process <laughs> I'm going to repeat that over and over again because just as any other technology you need to have a process and a plan in place so I'll give you I use us as an example we are a technology company but we're asking people to allow us to manage their IT for them that's a big step. Right. That's a relationship. They need to trust us. So we spend a lot of time building relationships and talking about trust. You don't get that from social media. You get that from face-to-face -face contact, through emails, through them seeing what you post on social media, not from the communication to them on social media, direct communication. So mm -hmm. our, our strategy around social media is we, we, we categorize them this way. Facebook is for, for our culture. So if somebody wants to see who we are and what we are, 
we talk about mm-hmm. our culture. We do some fun things. We have a mascot that we take around the world wherever we go. The mascot goes with us and has to have a picture. I was out in Las Vegas. He got a picture at the Hoover Dam. Um, that's just for our team. It's a lot of fun. We have a Velociraptor, Velocity, and the Veloc- Vinny, our Velociraptor from New Jersey, who's got his own little chain oh, and everything. <laughs> and so he's had pictures all over the country, and each one of our team members takes him with us when the, with them whenever they travel. So Facebook is a oh, social – it's always nice to have a predator focus. at hand, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, right now, I think he has his head in our fish tank at work, and there was a picture posted on oh. social media yesterday about waiting, waiting for what happens when you leave. <laughs> what, what happens when you leave your Velociraptor for the weekend? Uh, so, so the difference there is, yeah, <laughs> we can go there. Um, LinkedIn for us is the business channel. So on LinkedIn. Yeah. Our focus is around um, different IT strategies, different ways to use technology, a lot about our IT roadmap, about planning, um, that kind of structure. It's really business-focused. We use Twitter as the kind of merge between the two. So we'll do social and we'll do business on Twitter. So that's our strategy. We are not looking for clients to – I mean, we get it every once in a while, but it's not our main focus to get clients to contact us from those avenues. Because our relationships are going to be developed, I go to a networking event, I meet somebody, we talk. They are going to then go online and look me up, right? And they're going to look at our company right. and who we are. Absolutely. That's where we want to be there. So for us, it's different. If I was selling widgets, I need mass bodies to buy my widgets, right? So my right, direct, exactly. then I'm direct to consumer. I want to, I want to email. Every one of those channels is business driven. I want to grow my business right, because it's right. not so much. There is a relationship, but it's secondary to get them to buy your widget, right? And right, so right. you drive them to your website. You drive them to your any kind of marketing. You get them excited about the widget. Um, so it's a different play, and so that's why I say it's really about strategy, about how you use it, and then how you use it internally is important also. We can talk about separately. Right. Okay. Well, one of the things that, that uh, I think is – that uh, we we get uh, hooked into. We use social media as we and it is indeed uh, more media than social. But um, we we use it, and so we net and everyone that we know is on it. So naturally, it it seems oh what a great ad advertising avenue. And on the other hand, um, I keep it's it's really been said that uh, by by several people that, that you you stand a better chance of being struck by lightning than having your online ad clicked on so uh <laughs> I, I i again what uh, what kind of firms have you seen really get profit from uh their from advertising on social media from so I think getting it, it, an on, online ad like that yeah i i think you have to think um that social media has two components. There's technology and there's marketing, right? The technology right. Okay. Is, is the tool to get it out there. The marketing is what right. gets people to click on things. So people that do a right. really good job of putting something in front of you, I always say this about my wife clicks on ads because they've prompted something in her that she wants to buy. So if she loves right. shoes and they've got a new way right. to shell, sell a shoe that says, oh, this is kind of cool, click, it's it's right. those, it's it's that's marketing. That's more than the technology. Now the technology allows you to click and go to a website and buy them right there. That adds to right, the right. quickness, the turnaround, the um, instant gratification piece of buying. 
but um, it's really about how do you how do you drive the engagement? How do you get people excited about what you're doing? How do you, how are they excited about how you do things differently? Um, you know, so that's that's the the driving success through advertising mm-hmm. on any of the social media platforms is really a marketing question more so than a than a technology question. Which there's a lot of companies now that are merging the two and saying, you know, here's the technology and we do the marketing. I really think those two are separate. The real good right, marketers right. I, can do well on social media. Good technology people I may think, not do well from a marketing standpoint. <laughs> I think what happens is everybody wants to delegate one. Let's delegate as this whole big package to someone else. And I, I agree that that uh, yeah. no one does everything well. But you did. You have touched on something, and uh, and that technologically speaking, that there is now a great deal of digital marketing tools and we can argue about their effectiveness we've done it in recent shows actually but uh, there is uh, now ways to track and measure uh, what prompted the customer to buy this what uh, mm-hmm. what ad what uh, event what so forth uh, and you can Literally, they have machines that can literally learn from that and say, "Well, if this works, then we we, we keep working it this way." Uh, for the small and mid-sized businessman, you know, someone who's, who's not uh, who doesn't have a whole team like Amazon doing this thing, what uh, are there packages out there, or are there systems that could be adopted to 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 help with uh, on digital marketing that are that offer a sensible way to get into it? Yeah, I mean, we work with a company. I mean, so there's a, I would say there's base levels of what you should do as a company. When you first put up your website, okay. you should add Google Google tracking. So Google tracks people's um, how they got to your website, where they went on your website, um, what drove them to a buy page. So if you have a website that has 15 pages, and every one of the pages has click here to buy now. And one, right. you'll find out if there's one page that is driving everybody to buy now. You can then say, okay, that page needs to be farther forward, or the information on that page should be on our first page, because the more people have to click, right. the less, more likely is they're going to go away. So you want to get them to mm-hmm. that buy stage first, and that's the the base level. So I always think there's a base level packaging. Google's the biggest player out there for search, so you can mm-hmm. add their tracking, and then you can add Yahoo and yeah. um, Bing for Microsoft and uh, Firefox and some of the other tracking for all the browsers, and you start to get that reporting. And if you have a, a, a vendor who's helping you with marketing, they should be doing that for you. And then as you grow, okay. you get to a certain place where you bring marketing in-house, then you can add packages to give you even more robust data. But just to start, you got to start with those basic packages. I think that's great, and I thank you so much for for bringing that down to, to a usable, doable level. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I really enjoyed having you on here, and I have just one more question for you b- mm-hmm. uh, before we, alas, have to sign off, and that is if I want to really find out what a, uh, uh, a lovely Velociraptor looks like, and I, and I might even want to find out about Velocity, the company, what is the website and how, can I, uh, how do I find that? So our website is www.velocity without a y msp mary sam paul.com mm-hmm. 
And that will tell all you right. all about our company. You can reach out. Phone number's there. and uh, Or you can call my number that I gave earlier, 609-865-1081. Okay. And I I thank you very much, and I I think uh, a lot a lot of people who are have, have picked up on our on the wisdom that you've shared with us uh, will be will be dialing that real soon. I certainly hope so. So uh, again, I thank you very much for coming on, and we'd love to have you back some other time. More than willing. Really enjoyed the conversation. Okay, you take good care. Now. Uh, as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's quotation, and that is, who was it who said, like all weak men, he laid an exaggerated stress on not changing his mind. <laughs> and uh, as a hint, the author of this, this was a noted English playwright and novelist who showed his particular human perception with his insightful of human bondage. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just scribble that author's name down as you believe it to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely career and life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart Books Bookstore. And be sure to tune in next week to The Art of the CEO, Land host Bart Jackson wades through the tsunami of business trainings, the books, the seminars, the speeches, the formal courses, and, and all the many guides, and mentors you into selecting those that are really worth the investment of your precious, precious time and your money. Some vital counsel not to miss. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, caution has become a major industry in the United States. And like every uh, American industry, it seems to be viewed as a moral imperative. <laughs> and to you who've gleefully uh, been sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Derek and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this in all our episodes uh, by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, it, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. <laughs>